0: takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago Style stuffed crust pizza, New York style pizza, calzones, Stromboli's, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering. And any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727 581 Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, BelladorasPizza.com.
1: Coming this summer from Columbia Pictures, a movie that asks the question: would you buy a used car from this man?
2: Oh! Here at New Deal Used Cars, we are uh, stripping away inflation. We're taking off those high prices. Or from this there, way. We have a group of immoral charlatans masquerading as businessmen. They will stoop to the lowest. Old most Leroy. Roy.
1: Would you buy a used car from this yeah, man? Sign your name. Ray right on. Or from this man? I don't want you to look inside. No, I don't want to look inside. Oh, just get in the... Come. Get in. Get in. Well, these people did. Ah! Used cars. About a group of dedicated businessmen okay, who'll do anything great. to sell a car.
0: No, we can't do a commercial wearing these. We'll come off looking like a couple of... $695. Oh, you got it. Margaret, Let's
2: take a look under the hood, shall we? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, hey look, bear Now wait just a minute What the hell is this? Is this a 1977 450SL for $24,000? That's too high Did you,
3: that? Did you notice that? No, that's an violation
1: Used cars It's
2: a dirty business. Keep
1: on Keep
3: on I'm a gun lover, a gearhead, and a God-fearing family man. I'm Mark Muller, American.
2: I live in Butler, Missouri, and make my living selling cars the old-fashioned way. I live by a code, do the right thing.
3: Everything else will fall into place. Because it's not about lining my pockets, it's about sharing the dream. I run my business with my best friend and brother, Man Cal Muller. I live my life loud and love every minute of it. God, guns, and automobiles. That's as American as it gets. Hello, this is Mark Muller with the History Channel's new series, God, guns, and automobiles. Hey, tune into
2: nostalgic radio and cars, these guys rock.
0: Hey listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com and you can see us live here in the studio. Good evening, Bobby. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good here. You're doing pretty good. Hey, Uh, guess what? On the controls tonight? You're on the controls. You're in the command center. My son Bobby has now been promoted to the official engineer of Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Big round of applause and a big uh, thanks to Cedric, who has trained Bobby to do this. So now we are off and rolling. Cedric's on vacation tonight. So uh, Bobby's in complete and total control. That means... We're in a tight spot. (laughs) That means that everything is riding on the poor little guy's shoulders. But anyway, like I said, run your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com. Don't forget to check out our website, (laughs) (laughs) GolfStreamMotorsports.com. For the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports, if you've missed any of our past shows, be sure to check out our podcast.
2: you know, this means war.
0: (laughs) And Bobby loves sound effects. Anyway, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh yeah, our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget our Facebook pages, Golf Stream Motorsports and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And if you go to my Nostalgic Radio and Cars page, you will find, uh, Facebook that is, you will find a number of, uh, I guess you could call them kind of like um, poor, neglected cars because uh just about every saturday one of the things that i do hey bill you want to stick around for a few minutes all right come on in have a pick a pick pick up a set of ears here and uh we'll talk cars for a few minutes because you're kind of a i got my friend billy cochran who uh also does a radio show here bobby what's the name of billy's show the bill cochran show i know but there's another thing he's the real america 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 minute. minute the only in america minute with bill cochran yeah, so be sure and tune into to uh, Bill Cochran's uh, Only in America Minute, and it's uh, every day, 9 o'clock and 12 o'clock. Right, Bill? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Billy, you're kind of like me. You're kind of a, you're kind of a car guy. Yeah. He likes cars. And uh, is, that is, is, is that making sense? Is, can you hear that okay? Here, is it this one right here? Is that on? Can you hear me okay? Check oh, one, check oh. two. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Loud now, it's a
0: little loud, a little loud here. I'll, I'll turn, it, turn down. it down a little bit. Okay, is that yeah. a little better? Yeah, that's good. Okay, good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I started to say is if you go to my Facebook page on there on every weekend, and I don't know if you do this or not, do you go to garage sales on weekends? Do you ever check that? Kind of stuff?
2: Nah, my kids do, but I don't like them. My okay, I, I should, but I don't.
0: Um. Well, you're oh, okay because you're kind of a, a picker kind of guy like that. But anyway, at these garage sales, you know, in my travels, you just never know what you might find. So, like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in this guy's backyard or I was in his front yard, then I wound up in his backyard, and in the backyard, I had I had. It's actually somebody I kind of knew. I just kind of just popped in. But he has an old MGA, and there's a picture of it on my Facebook page, if I can pull this up. I'm not that proficient at this, but uh, uh, on my Facebook page. And he's got uh, this old MGA that's been sitting there, this is no lie, 25 years that I know of. And there's wow. not much left of it. And it might as well be a planner because he's got plants around it. And he's got like a little umbrella over the cockpit area. So I guess his cats and dogs going there because he's an animal lover. And I am too. I also put animals in there. I got goats. I got dogs. I got cats. I got all kinds of stuff on my Facebook page. But yeah. Anyway. So, Bill, you're from up north. You're a car guy. You just tell me about your friend of yours that
2: races a car up in uh, was it Lebanon Raceway or up in that Lebanon, area? Lebanon, New York, up yeah upstate. Um, it's up kind of about yeah, it's near Hudson, New York, kind of you know, and in, and in, in the Connecticut line, Vermont line. But yeah, he races. He's got a 1950 Chevy pickup, um, and he's got a, his brother's got a Nova, and they uh, it's a drag race, the drag strips, you know. And they they like it in the summer, you know this time of the year, but uh, he works on it all winter. You know, he that's, does? That's like a hobby to him. It's been a hobby for a lot of years. And the brothers c- compete against each other, but the one, the older brothers always won, you know, yeah, always wins. So, and um, my brother, what's an MGA, is that like 50s? Yeah, MGA's 50s, 50s yeah, exactly. Yeah. My brother got in a bad car accident years ago in a B, MGB. Oh, an MGB, okay. And he rolled over and got burned real bad, you know, and... Um, yeah, he got burned. You know, a lot of lot of his body. But it was a, it was an MGB, um, and he rolled over and he got pinned underneath it. Oh, and his friend got thrown out and lit a match to find the car at night. And it, oh, no kidding, really? Yeah, yeah, That's really, sad. Really, that was really, irony. Really, yeah, really bad. Yeah, forty percent. He was he was lucky to survive, but he did survive and. Uh, But it was an MGB, so I know the A, B. They had the big wheels on them, didn't they?
0: Yeah, uh, MGB was kind of like the 60s, early 70s car. They actually made them through 1980.
2: But what was the A? The A would have
0: been late 50s through about 62.
2: Was there an original MG?
0: Yeah, there was an MG, and they had those back in the late 40s, so there's an MG, MGTC, TD, and TF. Did you buy that one? That no, one no, on no, face? I never got that, but oh. I've been trying to get that thing, but it's I've actually watched that car. I got it. We have our uh, Facebook page up at Gulfstream Motorsports, so wow. run your computer again, Google GulfstreamMotorsports.com, go to our Facebook page, and you'll see a picture of the MGA there. It it looks like a planner,
2: doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And yeah. it's
0: sitting there, it's got wire wheels on it. I mean, it's just uh, what can
2: I say? Yeah. And um, I got but, a, I got that TR6, you know. Oh yeah, you know, the that t- kind of same thing. It's a '73 TR6 with um, original owner. Uh huh. I got the original title.
0: That's that's good. Is that wire wheels or
2: is that uh, steel wheels? No, it had the TR six wheels. TR six wheels with the with the you know the little cap on it. Uh-huh. You know? What did you decide to do with it? You gonna sell I it to d- me? I don't know yet. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> My brother in law wanted to fix it up, but you know it's uh-huh. the hard trouble with those cars is they're you got to love them. There's you got to love them. A lot of work. But they're drive, British, like you said, to drive them and fix them up to drive. They're they're fine. You that's
0: know? it. That's it. You know, yeah. I, we talk about this so many times on the show. You know, you th- when you when you get into restoration. That's what costs a lot of money and takes the fun out of it. If you just make it an acceptable driver... You know, so you can just have fun and presentable, acceptable, presentable driver. And you have fun with it. You don't have a ton of money in it. And then if you do sell let's just say you don't make money when you sell it, but if you do sell it, you know, it costs you maybe a few thousand bucks or something like that, at least you had fun with it and you can kinda of write that off, so to speak. You right. know, you can kinda of just say, All right, well, you know, it cost me a few thousand dollars, I had it for a couple of years and I had fun with
2: it. Especially today because it's so expensive to, to do restoration. You mm-hmm. know? Years ago it wasn't as hard, but today it's everything's but it's a it's a nice hobby. Well, I always, you, I always liked American.
0: Cars. You like American cars? Yeah. What kind? Of, what are some of the cool cars you had back First in the day? The
2: car? I had was a, 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 a seventy no a sixty seven Chevy pickup, uh, two eighty three engine, uh-huh. three speed on the column. Yeah, you know. that was full, a good little the truck. Full bed. Yeah, and then I went. I had a seventy Nova in 1970 and then I had a Monte Carlo in 73 but I've had a lot of different cars over the years you know You but, tell us about your Lincolns you got a bunch of Lincolns yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give Chris at
0: Lincoln Land a big plug because yeah. you used to hang out with Chris yeah, I
2: knew Chris from Lincoln Land and I was in, <laughs> the, Link, I used to be in the Lincoln Club and yeah and actually, I had a 62 Lincoln, yeah, and a, and a 66 convertible. Beautiful you know. car. Oh, yeah, they were nice cars with the suicide doors and, mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah, but nice riding cars, you know, they rode like a truck, you know, but but they were nice, they were nice cars, you know, they, mm-hmm. like, that. I thought, that was... That was Etzel's idea right Etzel ford Mm-hmm. yeah yeah he was smart you know he he died pretty young but he was a smart smart, smart guy smart guy yeah. well
0: he came out with the original uh, Lincoln Continental in nineteen thirty eight and then in thirty nine it was in the rotunda and then they actually brought the car in production the continental right. i think forty forty one which I think it's right. a beautiful car
2: right 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 you know yeah, yeah the yeah the the sedan those you know sixty one through sixty Seven, a uh, 68, right? There 60, were, uh, 69, 69 for the 69, suicide door right, cars. Right. 69, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know, and I had a Mark III. I had a, you know, That's long, a good-looking a, car. 60, uh, 71. They, that was a nice car. That was the
0: last year, 68 to 71. Yeah, yeah. And then 72, they yeah. went and a little bit And recently,
2: uh, a few years ago, I had a, a, a 39 Ford. You had a 39 for Ford? Yeah, it was a, it was a race, race. A hot a, rod? A hot rod, and I yeah. had it in my garage for... Yeah, five years it sat there, and then one day I needed some money, so I asked some guy bought it. And I sold it for seven, seven thousand. And he, that was a he, deal. He spent like thirty thousand on it up in North Carolina, but like you say, those those things you sell, and then you say, why did I sell it? Mm-hmm. You know, what year was it again? It was a '39. That's yeah. a, okay. That's a good looking car, yeah, though. It had the three, it, and it was chopped. The it roof, was the roof had been chopped, um, but it it was it was rough. Cause was
0: it a three window or a five window? They was, made two. It,
2: it was the, um, it, one two three three i think they took the two back windows out oh did they yeah they chopped and i have all the window i have all that stuff. oh you have what you still have, have the glass the, all the old glass and all yeah my oh. daughter's got it up north in a box you know but you, you know, need to put that on ebay i told her yeah i told her <laughs> but the guy that bought the car uh, it, it, you know he it, it did run and it um had a four barrel you know it had all the fancy parts and the all the it had a lot of it even had a blower you know, the blower. Oh, really? A supercharged the yeah, the blower? Super, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but it wasn't on the car. So okay. I, so I sold that because it was in the trunk. Uh huh. But, you know, you, sometimes you don't know. You sell things cheap. So uh huh. I think I sold it for 500 and somebody said, you got have got 2000 for that. Oh, thing. geez. You know, but who knows? But who you knows? Know, who knew? Who knew? You know, that's the trouble with parts. Uh-huh. There aren't enough people that, you know, that are telling you what stuff is worth. There's a lot of Chris Duns in the world and people mm-hmm. that want to. Be a dumb cracker. <laughs> <laughs> And and he, you know, but he's been, he's made a lot of money because of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look look at the cars. I can remember him going out in the woods and... Bringing cars back to you know, tone them into his garage, and then he started that, he started that in his garage. That you know, he's an inter probably be an interesting guest, but but you should charge him you know to be on the show. <laughs> you charge Chris to be on the show. Hey Chris, did you hear that? That's coming from your buddy. If he's listening. If he's listening. Well, yeah, because
0: it's it's really if he comes on the show and he sit there anybody yeah. and talk about their business, it's almost sure. like an infomercial. You're uh. getting you're getting commercial exposure. Yeah, Land. <laughs> no, Lincoln Link- Land. No. Lincoln well, Land. You said Lincoln Land. Lincoln uh, uh, Land. Like- Would you buy a used car from this man?
2: Here at New Deal, used cars, we are... uh... He probably doesn't need, you know.
0: Well, wait a minute. I should be promoting my own business. My own business is Gulfstream Motorsports. And if you guys need appraisals out there, you know, be sure to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, because I'm the guy that comes out, looks at your car, puts a valuation on it, gives you an idea of what the car's worth, what you should do with it. Basically, I make suggestions. I'm kind of of like a consultant, you know. And uh, so, you know, don't forget... uh, Little O me here at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, right. yeah. and then you can get all the information. There's a there's a submission page there, so you can contact us. And uh, labor but, of love. Right? It is. It really, truly. I mean, you know, it's funny because it's like uh, it's just like in your business and anything. You know, you 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 if you follow your passion, you may not make a lot of money, but at least you know you can say, what I'm doing, I enjoy.
2: Well, that's what I told your son Bobby. I said, do something you like. Mm-hmm. You know, do something. And, and, and any any kid today they. That's the secret of success: is getting into something that you like. That's, mm-hmm. that's the secret. If you do, you, you you can't miss. You know, and and you might you might not make a lot of money at times, but you're you're gonna do something that you you know you like, and finally you'll stumble into something where you will make that that buck. You know that money and be happy. Yeah, today kids wanna. They want to start at the top you know they just it doesn't want, work like that. it doesn't work like that you know there's only so many jobs at the top you know but there's a lot of jobs down in the middle where you can just work your way from there so
0: i made mean, i know. wrote an article on it once i said you know what about the good old days and you and i are only a few years apart but it's like you know we could get a job at a gas station yeah. we could work at mcdonald's you could mow yards yeah. you could wash cars. that was perfectly acceptable kids today don't want to do that do they
2: no i worked at lamb and shell right here in clearwater on gulf to bay and I, I was pumping gas and i can remember asking him Uh, I was in my 20s, 21. I said, i said could i be open on christmas day because everybody else closed christmas uh-huh. day and he said yeah you can and all the other gas stations were closed so i said I'll, he, he said i'll give you like i think five cents a gallon he said he'd pay oh really? the commission. and so i said all right so i called the police station and i called everybody in clearwater no told kidding we're open and, and that beach got off it was a really b- nice day uh-huh. and i can remember the beach getting off um clearwater beach and and it was the first station you know and the only station open and we had i had ga- i was put working by myself and it was full service uh-huh. and I, I had all the pumps coming. I probably made one hundred and fifty dollars that day, you know. But it was just uh, the thought of being able to figure out how to make money. And, That's enterprising. And, yeah. And a year later, I, I I ended up owning a gas station in, in um, Dunedin with my brother, you know, because my boss saw something in me and helped me get into the business, you know. And I was twenty. I was the youngest shell dealer in the. In, in Shell's plan only because my brother was 25 mm-hmm. and I was 22 mm-hmm. so I went partners with him because we, I couldn't sign the lease because I was only 22 you You'd had to be 25 to be oh, on, no uh, there on Shell's lease so okay. but it was a great a great start you know. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah. who's that Bush
2: <laughs> no 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 that's me I but think but and well so, you know and, and I like to ramble but I don't mean no no it, no
0: know? no that's fine no yeah. because that's a true story but see that's the thing is, is kids are missing that today yeah. you know but yeah. I don't know if there's the opportunities the entry-level opportunities no. like when you and I were kids because yeah. today everything's so uh, technological. I mean, it's just like the, the the fundamental, the run, the rudimentary, the basics just aren't available there because everything's so sophisticated and everything has just kind of gone high techy a little bit. It was you know, a
2: simpler. It was a simpler life, and even with self service gas station, was one of these things. In New Jersey, they still pump gas. You can yeah. But here in Florida, it's it's a dangerous. It's a dangerous um, chemical to be handling by, for people, mm. you know, gasoline. And it's hazardous. And yet, oh, yeah. yet the state, the feds, they don't care. They, they let people pump gas on their own. And yet that should be something that is run by a person, you know, uh, that knows how to handle hazardous material. Mm-hmm. And, and it should be. And just think of the jobs it would create. Yeah, absolutely. And and the the gas, that's another aspect of it. They make it. Here they are charging us 350, 375 a gallon, and we got to pump the gas ourselves. It, it, it's ridiculous. Yep. When that came out, and I was a Shell dealer at the time, and I, I could never believed that they would be able to convince people to pump their own gas. We had to go out and teach the, the people from Miss uh, Manor, and the, uh-huh. the old ladies would come in, and they'd say, "How am I going to pump the gas?" <laughs> and, and so we had a full serve island and a self serve island, and 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 you know, and then I ended up having a self serve gas station in, in the first one in Pinellas County and people were used to it by then and this and, and I always thought it would come back with somebody because somebody could get injured and I'd say they do mm-hmm. because it's you know it's volatile gasoline is volatile and and, and you know and, and you know uh, it, it's something that I think they should petition the state to make people make these oil companies open up those gas stations but have someone pumping the gas. I
0: think a full-service gas
2: station... You is know, a good I'm a voter. Aren't yeah, you I don't, supposed to lie to me and I don't kiss care. my butt? <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't, care about, I don't care about the... Now, here, I'm on the tangent, but I don't care about checking the oil. Just pumping the gas. Yeah. And, and that not only would create that but it would also create some supervision out on that island. Uh, exactly like, like they do in New Jersey. You mm-hmm. know, in New Jersey they do they do that's one smart one of the good smart things New Jersey does do still. You know, they pump gas for you and and, and I, I think it would make I think it would create hundreds of thousands of jobs yeah. throughout the country. You know, they all want jobs. They all say we need jobs, but then they everything's self-service. So who, who's going to do the...
0: Yeah, they can make it up inside. They can sell plenty of other products to offset it. Bobby, what do we got in the turntable there? We got something really cool. We got some nostalgic. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And we got a real interesting guest coming on a little bit later. We're going to be talking about movie cars. And uh, right now, we got kind of an old nostalgic song. This is Marshall Tucker Band. Fire on the Mountain. You're listening to Nostalgic Gator in Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
1: Took my family away from my Carolina home Dreams about the west and started to roam Six long months on a dust-covered trail They say heaven's at the end Sifting from five to five Selling everything we found Just to stay alive Gold flow free like the whiskey in the bar Said he was the big thing, Lord, and said was star Carried fame all for a useless and no good, wordless.
0: order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style Stuffed crust pizza, New York style pizza, calzones, stromboli's, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladora'spizza.com.
3: The Bubble Top Gang. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
0: That's right, we're back. And you're listening to the Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thanks, Mr. Daryl Starbird, the Bubble King. You know, I had my friend Bill sitting in there a few minutes ago, but, um, you know, I talk about going to garage sales all the time. Uh, just past weekend, another car that I ran across, a guy had a really nice 67 uh, Chevelle uh, convertible. Just a nice car, you know, nothing fancy. Had a few quarters hung on it and some other sheet metal, but just a nice, clean, decent-looking car. Guy had a set of 68, 69, 70 SS rallies for sale for Chevrolet with decent tires on it, you know, for uh, 650 bucks. I think the car he wanted, he was a little strong on the car. He wanted, like, 35000 bucks for it, but, you know, the market's probably... 25 on it but he paid 35 so he's trying to get it hey no problem there that's okay go you know try to get as much as you can but uh, garage selling is kind of fun you always find some really cool cars and like i said check out my facebook page because there's just some weird stuff on there you know, you know i find Stuff driving around all the time. It's still out there. I mean, it may not be the greatest and best stuff like you find when you're out west, you know, good, clean, rust-free cars, but at least the cars that are around here that you find every once in a while, they tell a story. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, hey, uh, what's going on this week? Uh well, we got Bonneville Speed Weeks coming up here pretty soon. Uh <laughs> Bubba J! But let's see. Bonneville Speed Week. And I've got a gentleman coming on here in a couple of weeks. His name's Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent is a uh, well-known photographer, documented amazing stories and pictures for the last 25, 30 years at Bonneville. So it would be a real interesting story. We're going to have him come on. He's going to tell us uh, some great stories. And um, unfortunately, he can't show us any pictures, but maybe we can have someone on on the website somehow uh, of Bonneville Speed Week. And of course, that's the first week in August is when uh, Bonneville Speed Week takes place. And then the uh, third week in August is is one of my favorite shows, Monterey Car Week. But anyway, I think we're going to go to a, uh, we got something else spinning around on the turntable here. So we're going to bring our guest on here in a few minutes. Bobby, what do we got in the uh, spinning around in the turntable? We got something, another kind of Southern Rock we got song? got Almond Brothers here in just a second. Almond Brothers, all right. One of my favorite bands. Of course, everybody remembers Midnight Rider. That was a cool song. But I think we've got, uh, yeah, we got a little One Way Out queued up here. Hey, you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Don't go away, Ready be. We are going to be bringing our guest on in a few minutes. So stick around and tune into Nostalgia Radio and Cars.
1: i take my place. the capitals of Europe comes the exciting drama of the men and the women who live the passionate adventure of Grand Prix racing. James Garner, Eva Marie Saint, Yves Montan, Brian Bedford and Jessica Walter, dramatic new stars Antonio Sabato and Francoise Hardy, Toshiro Mafuni, and the world's champion Formula One drivers. Now, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer director John Frankenheimer and Cinerama take you out of the grandstand and hurl you into the most exciting experience of your life
0: Hey, we're back. you are joined into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman is well-known in the movie world. He's also well-known among car guys. He is also the founder and president of the Pitcher Car Warehouse. I'm delighted to welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars this evening, Ted Moser. Ted, are you there?
3: I am. How are you doing, man?
0: Pretty Good. Well, you've got an amazing job that I think every car guy on the planet has got to be envious of. Tell us how it all started for you.
3: Um, I started in the movie industry in 90 and kind of moved my way up through the transportation ranks, which doing the transportation end is like a traveling carnival. You have camera trucks, trailers, uh, star trailers, prop, you know, just all the accoutrements that go with the uh, movie industry. And uh, we also dealt with the cars. So... um, through the progression of years, I ended up doing Too Fast, Too Furious in 2002, and that started the run for Picture Car Warehouse. So we've been in business what uh, 12 years now.
0: That's great. So you're you're kind of a car guy yourself, though, right?
3: Uh, live and breathe. Live and breathe.
0: Well, give us a little <laughs> bit about your background. What was your first car when you were uh, when you were licensed to drive?
3: Um, well, we we can back up a little further. My dad had gas stations growing up, so. You know, the big treat was to get to go on the weekends and wash cars at the uh, service station. And then 13, at uh, 13, I started installing what they call Mark IV air conditioners. And that was my entry into the automotive repair business. And um, my first car was a 62 Buick Skylark. Uh, I don't know if you remember the cars. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. It was a 215 aluminum V8, 190 horse. was a real powerful, but, uh, you know, I really never had... Nice, fast cars until, you know, 2002, 2003. But, you know, I love Mustangs and all Mopars. Driving a 63 Dodge 330 with a Hemi in it right now. We just went on the hot rod power tour, put 6,000 miles on it in 11 days.
0: Oh, wow. That's a good-looking car, though, 63?
3: Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it was the only one. No one else had one. Uh, It's an oddball. I bought it on a show called Bandits back in 1999. Uh, Beautiful one-owner car and uh, turned it into quite the hot rod.
0: So what's your, uh, tell us, now the picture warehouse. I mean, so take us through the process a little bit. You've got how many cars in inventory?
3: When we started picture car warehouse, I had 25 cars, and uh, now we have over 900. I've been telling everybody we were at 700, but uh, we're up over 900 cars now. So we're we're definitely definitely going to have to liquidate the cost of storing that many cars is uh, astronomical.
0: Oh, I so can imagine.
3: We we want to be down around three hundred fifty four hundred cars. Now, what I specialize in are the fifties sixties and seventies four door sedans, police cars, taxis. You know, we convert them, we paint them around. We're we're doing a show now called Aquarius which uh, takes place in 1967. So I'm building four black and white LAPD cars, uh, a bunch of Belvedere detective cars. Um, you know, we we just got tons of stuff. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it.
0: Take us through the process a little bit. So if, if, a, if a movie's coming out and they need, let's just say it's a 60s movie, and there might be some chase scenes in there and, and, and things like that. So the which department of the movie... Uh, company or the production company contacts you and then what's the how do they how do they determine what they do you have in, in other words do you have input as to what kind of cars they should be using or do they know ahead of time i mean take us through the process a little bit
3: well it, it happens a bunch of different ways so um i don't know if you've seen the town or argo but um in both those i was hired on so so it it's there's two different avenues you can go down. I have picture car warehouse which is kind of a hobby for me okay plus I'm in I'm a Hollywood teamster so I get hired on as the picture car coordinator on a show like um, the town. So I'll get on an airplane I'll fly back to Boston and then I'll spend five months back there reading what the, the process starts with they send me a script. Okay. And then I'll do a breakdown and do a PowerPoint. So, you know, I'll read uh, minivan races through the North end of Boston chased by a uh, Boston PD car. So I'll put a PowerPoint together of the different vehicles and options. And then we sit in concept meetings. So, um, you know, Ben will be going, okay, I want these cars to be, uh, really fast. So, um, you know, I go, well, gee, they're V6 minivans. He goes, well, I don't care. Make them fast. So what we ended up doing in that is, uh, uh, I would say it's like gutting a fish. You know, you slit the belly open, you pull all the guts out of it, and we put a new 350 crate motor with a turbo 400 transmission and a four 9-inch rear end with uh, dual-disc brakes on the back end so you can pull the slide brake and slide the rear end around. I mean, these these suckers really ran. Wow. Wow. So, so um yeah and then what we do is recycle so once we get done with that project then we bring them back and we put them on our website and then we'll have other productions call and order the vehicles so we paint paint them different colors just just do many different avenues you have several different styles or 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 uh, classes of vehicles so you would start with a hero car, and that would be one that's perfect in and out. For example, on Too Fast, Too Furious, we had the Yanko uh, Camaro and the Hemi Challenger. Right. And for for the beauty shots, say we're doing a garage scene and they're in, tuning them up, I want to make sure one of the five vehicles I build is true to form. So the Yanko had a 427 in it, and the... The Challenger had a 426 Hemi in it, so you can film those. Then you get to your uh, stunt vehicles, and we usually build two or three of those because accidents do happen. <laughs> and um, Okay. They'll be 318s, and we'll put 411s or 456s in them. Uh, one thing about filming is you really can't pick up the sense of speed so if we film it at 50 miles an hour you can't tell the difference between that and 100 miles an hour so it's really about getting it up to speed as quick as you can opposed to getting it up to high speed okay so and then you have what you call a buck and a uh buck is basically just a shell now you can do several different things with it but normally what you'll do is put the actors in them on stage so either they do a rear projection or a green screen where they just have the actors with a big giant screen that may be 50 by 100 feet long or, or, you know, whatever. And then what they'll do is project an image on that after they film them. So you can't have green cars when you do something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, The cost of doing that, do they set budgets and then... Do they lease the cars from you? Do they buy the cars? You get how do you and how do you get them back? And you mentioned something about you know you kind of it sounds like you, well, if you do get them back, you kind of cannibalize them and reuse the parts on other things. You said can you, you use the term recycle.
3: Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Um, there's many different ways to do it, but normally the 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 production company is not in the asset business. Okay. They don't own the actors. They don't own the trailers. They don't own the prop. So normally they don't want to own the cars either. Okay. Now, and and the bigger features like uh, Fast and Furious, they might want to own them because they're going to wreck so many of them. But normally we'll do a a run-a-show rental uh, on a feature, which normally averages about 50 to 55 days to film. So they'll keep possession of it, and then we hold it for another couple, three months for uh, reshoots. Normally, it, you know, within 90 days, they'll they'll be pretty close to having the film, as they say, in the can, where they're not going to make any more adjustments, and then we can release the vehicles. Sometimes they even hang on to them, so we, you know, show up at the premieres for the actors to drive, in them. like, w- I did a movie called In Time with Justin Timberlake, and we pulled them up in the limo. We had some cool old XKE Jaguars. We Ooh. had them down there. We had a lot of fun stuff down there, and... Uh, but but what will happen is, is, then they're on our website and say they're black. We'll get a call, oh, yeah, we went the Jaguar, but we need it blue. So we'll bring it in and paint it blue. I don't know if you've seen the show Overhaulin', but yep. that's kind of what we do on steroids. <laughs> uh, you, you, you It's really the only reason that I've ever seen to have to have a car done in four or five days is because they're filming and the cost of filming a day can average seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars a day so Whoa. for a, for a twenty thousand dollar car they don't want to hold they don't want to hold up production so they're paying a little extra to get it done quick but with that in mind, you got to remember we're putting an actor in there that's paying a lot of money, and they're insured not to get hurt. So we got to make sure that the car is starting and stopping properly, that all the linkage is in good shape, and, and, and make sure they're good running and driving cars.
0: I'm on your web- your website, Picture car Warehouse, and I'm on the one page here, and I think there's a picture of that 63 that you had. Was that a white car? Say that again. The, the 63 that you drove in the power oh. toy, that wasn't a white car, was it?
3: Yeah, 0082, you know, let me get there with you, but, yeah, well, that's the car.
0: That's a nice-looking piece.
3: No, thank you. Um, if you look down, <laughs> of course, we're on radio, but I also, <laughs> I also picked up a uh, 1963 Dodge 330. Uh, I'm good friends with Kenny Wayne Shepard, a blues guitar player. We've built some cars together, uh-huh. and... uh you know, we we kind of tease each other back and forth. He sends me a Craigslist ad from Bakersfield. Um, this guy's got a 1963 Dodge 330 Max Wedge car. So I go up and look at it. This car has 1,882 original miles on it. And it, it, just an unbelievable barn find. Wow. So now I've got that back down here. I, I didn't really need to buy the car, but uh, I couldn't resist. So we've got it all tuned up. It hadn't been driven in almost 20 years and uh, never had been registered. So that 1,800 miles was a quarter of a mile at a time.
0: Whoa, interesting. Is it a four-speed or automatic car? Push button. Automatic.
3: It's automatic. Pu- okay. Push button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: it's I mean, I'm looking at somebody, I'm looking at that '68 uh, uh, Plymouth GTX on there. That's a nice looking car. You got like a Bandit Firebird. Uh, and then you got this old Beater '71 Le Mans and a couple other cars. Do you ever sell cars and then go crap? Now we need that car. We got to go back and find one again because now we need it. A... Yep.
3: Absolutely. Okay. I mean, uh 21 Jump Street. We built the two Camaros. Then we sold both those. And then. Two months later, they call us, hey, we're doing 22 Jump Street. We need those Camaros back. So we end up building them again.
0: What's the most popular car that you use in, uh, on a movie set? Besides a cop car, I would imagine, right?
3: You mean as far as frequency of yeah. rentals? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, actually, we have a, uh, I've got a 1972 Ford pickup. Okay, it was, I bought it from I believe Universal. it was in the life of David Hale. Are you familiar with that movie?
0: No, sir. No.
3: It was with Kevin Spacey. he was uh, he was an anti um, death penalty guy. uh-huh. So he set up a murder and framed himself for it. Yeah, so he didn't actually kill somebody. Uh uh-huh. but but all the evidence led to that he did right and he ended up getting executed
0: oh it backfired on him
3: no he, they, that's what he wanted to happen he wanted to show that the system was not uh, uh foolproof oh, and okay. they they executed innocent man so he gave his life for this story but we i bought the truck from him or from the show and it uh Three hundred fifty dollars. We that truck rents for three hundred fifty dollars a day. It's it's generated over forty five thousand dollars in revenue. So it's 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 been in the Super Bowl. You know, we have a lot of stuff in the Super Bowl commercials and World Cup and yeah. You know, most of the time, we don't know what we're getting. What they're renting them to or four, but, uh, you know, then we're sitting there, hey, there's our car, hey, there's our car. Uh, the, a funny story on the 68 GTX convertible, I bought that for uh, a movie called Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. It was scripted that they were going to blow up a Hemi GTX convertible. So I buy this car from uh, a gentleman in Washington, sight unseen. The car gets down here, and then the producers changed the script to it was going to be a Chevelle. Um so I just built that car, and that's a car that I drive a lot myself. But one night I'm channel surfing, and there's a—I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's like twelve things you have to do to get into a fraternity.
0: Uh huh.
3: And it's like I, I, I'm going through, and I go, "Wait a minute!" There's my car, and the guy's having sex with a girl in the back seat, <laughs> and then they're driving along, and they blow a tire out. I'm going, "Wait a minute!" It, it was some funny stuff
0: when you when you know that you're going to destroy a car um let's say for example let's say you, you need this nice gtx in this movie okay for all the shots and stuff then uh-huh. what do you do you go out just trying to find some old banger someplace you might even find a hard top and just whack the roof off it and make it look like a uh an old turd or something like that or that same car and then it gets blown to pieces is that the how that works
3: well, here, here's what I do. Normally, I, uh, I have a disclaimer that no muscle cars will be harmed in the filming of this movie. I like that. I like that. So, like that. <laughs> so uh, there was a show called The Defenders with uh, Jim Belushi. Uh-huh. It only ran one year, but they rented my 66 uh, Hemi belt, or I had a Hemi satellite convertible. Charlie Sheen owned this car.
0: Uh huh.
3: And it's it scripted near the end of the first year that they're walking away from the car and somebody puts a bomb in it and blows it up you know for revenge uh-huh so what i did was get a got a rusty old four door shell uh-huh and we cut the roof off welded the back doors in and then basically took a magic marker and uh, made the doors longer put fake door, door handles on it
0: oh no kidding and,
3: and yeah and just um, you know i'm too fast too furious when they jumped the Camaro into the boat at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, the 69.
3: <laughs> right. And what I did was, you know how cars rust in Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, bought a, I bought a cheese grater um, Camaro. There was no way we could restore this car. And I got in a big fight with a special effects guy who said it'll never hold together. What we did is we launched this car, and again, they did the greens screen type shot where all we need to do is launch the car they get the photo all the way or film it all the way till it hits the water and then you you use footage coming the other way to land on the boat right we, so, and then we just went down to the hardware store and filled this thing we bought like 40 cans of foam and filled the whole inside with foam so we launched this car and not only did it survive we we pulled all the foam back out of it and used it for another scene where the car got crushed. So, you know, again, we got to recycle, and instead of wrecking two cars, we did one. Um, Another thing that I do is on the movie Seven Pounds, Uh we had a 64 Corvette Stingray Coupe, and, the you know, the wife or his fiance is admiring the ring, and he looks over and loses control, and then it's the corvette is t-boned by a uh, people mover so I, I bought a couple cars out of a guy from a guy in arizona and then once i got him here i went oh these are too nice so i splashed the mold of a corvette and bought a bunch of 82 corvette chassis uh-huh. and put these bodies on top of them so what we were doing was just uh wrecking replicas not the real things
0: okay well that makes, it sense. makes
3: a really simple um I don't know if you saw a Tower Heist or not, but we took P1800 Volvos and turned them into Ferrari Lusos.
0: Oh, really?
3: Yeah. They really came out nice. Good-looking cars.
0: Huh. Interesting. Well, you know, it's got a similar front end. You know, all you have to do is kind of fake the little clamshell front bumpers. you got the fenders that stick out a little bit. So, yeah, that's a those are good-looking cars. Let me ask you this. When, when cars are movie cars, and if they don't get tore up too bad, um, on a resale, do they tend to bring a little bit more money because they were a movie car?
3: Uh It depends on how the movie does. Okay. Um,
0: let's let's say like the Dukes of Hazard Charger, for example.
3: Oh yeah, they bring tons of money. We okay. did that auto trader commercial. I don't know if you've seen that. But huh. it's out. Um yeah, you need to watch that. They've got uh, we built six sixty nine uh chargers for that. shipped them down to New Orleans. And, and Tom Walpat and John Snyder actually came back and and were in the commercial so what they do is they're chased by this brand new Dodge charger into a auto trader dealership and they buy a new um, Viper which we wrapped in a general Lee scheme so you'll have to look out for that it's really a good commercial
0: okay definitely now you said you had 700 car or 900 cars where are all these cars
3: um, we have uh well, we have our main location, which is two and a half acres. Then we have a storage lot where we have uh, two hundred and fifty cars about a half a mile away. Then we have two more lots um three miles away, and then we have one more lot, which is about thirty miles away, where we have probably three hundred and fifty cars. So we're spread out
0: So they're generally in the in the in the Los Angeles area. It's not like you've got cars in Florida or cars up north or something like that.
3: Um, we have shipped about fifteen or twenty cars down to New Orleans. Okay, you know we are branching out a little bit, but it, it's hard to support a facility like this anywhere but here because they don't have the commercials, music videos, and television that we have here.
0: What about Orlando, Florida? I mean, is is the movie industry kind of looking at Florida a little bit more?
3: Um, they they film down there quite a bit, but usually that's about because of the location. Okay. Um, everywhere else, it's more about the tax breaks.
0: Gotcha. Well, now then, they're talking about Canada, like Vancouver. Is there a lot of filming that goes on up there?
3: Uh, Vancouver was the one that started all this tax breaks. Oh, okay. Um, the That was in the mid-'90s. And then, you know, the state started picking up on it. We can't seem to get California to, to realize how much revenue they're losing. It's definitely hurt hurt our state the way this is uh, going down runaway production they call it
0: is that what they call it okay so now what was one of the most challenging cars that you had to put together for a movie
3: um well it's usually the last one that I've done
0: but uh, <laughs> the last one
3: um argo was was a good one I, have you seen the movie no not yet okay well the, it, it's uh 1979 and uh ran they're trying to get the hostages out and okay. um, they have a scene where where they finally get them on the airplane and uh, komatai is chasing after him as they taxi down the runway well we had a couple of uh, matador cop cars and uh, a unamog chasing after the plane going down the runway so in my discussions i pointed out that a Unimog top speed was about 37 miles an hour so didn't think they were going to have m- much luck catching the airplane in that so they decide they're going to shoot it a different way, blah, blah, blah. Well, a week before production, they called me and said, uh, we need it to go 70 miles an hour. And then said, well, we know you can do it, so uh, we'll see you in a week. <laughs>
2: so,
3: well, for one day, I spent, I spent one day walking around with a tape measure, just trying to figure out Am I going to change drivetrains? Am I going to change bodies? What would the body fit on? What am I going to have to do? How is it going to steer? How is it going to accelerate? And then um, come to find out it's got a 110 wheelbase uh, Dodge Ram Charger in the 80s had a 108. So so we got a good start there. So we ended up pulling the body off both of them and setting, setting the Unimog body on the uh, Ram Charger chassis. But they've got giant eight lug bolt patterns, so I spent a couple thousand bucks making wheel adapters. And and normally, all the people I deal with know that I need it right away. It's not like, oh, okay, well, I'll have it done for you in three weeks. It's like you order it five, and it needs to be there at ten o'clock the next morning.
0: That's incredible that you get that 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 qu- the the production done that quick. And then you said you've got sometimes less than less than a week to get these cars ready for the film.
3: Yep yeah that's normally standard procedure if on a on a 65 day shoot if you're lucky say for example um, too fast too furious i had 6 weeks of prep so that's 30 days and i'm i'm 5 days from going to camera and the producers come in and say oh we hate those Cobras and those NSXs. What do you want to build instead? And that's where the Challengers and the Yankos came from. Okay. And and I had five days to build them. Find them and build them.
0: How many movies a year do you supply cars for? I mean, this is obviously an ongoing thing, so on an average.
3: 75 or 80.
0: Se- 75 or 80 movies? Uh, yeah. Wow. What kind of staff do you have?
3: We have 40 to 45.
0: Is all the stuff done in-house, or do you subcontract some Uh, of the stuff? We pretty
3: much do everything. Uh, We don't do chrome, um, but that's really the only thing we don't do. Wow. We do upholstery. We do paint, fabrication, mechanical, uh, tires. We don't do alignments, so I have to send the alignments out. Okay. Exhaust.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. You know what? That that would be a good reality show, wouldn't it?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> we have, we actually um, been approached by several companies about that, and and you know the hardest part of selling it is pe- they don't think people will believe it.
0: <laughs>
3: huh. Imagine how, that.
0: How about that? Really? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let me ask yeah, you. Yeah, that That's Hollywood. That can't be true.
0: That can't be true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> how competitive is your business?
3: Uh, not very.
0: Not very, really.
3: No, there's only three or four companies that do what we do.
0: Okay, so it's kind of uh. But,
3: but but again, part of the part of the reason this company is in existence is because there were so few. And uh, I come from a different point where I'm I'm from the production side. So rather than being the f- vendor only, I know what production needs, so I can go in and help them figure out what they need to make the movie.
0: Well, that you sound. You know what? Like I said, you got a job that I would, uh, I think any car guy would be envious of, you know, because you've got just uh, some amazing cars. And do you ever, I think we got a minute or two left, but uh, Ted, do you ever kind of like, eh, you know, I think I'll buy that car because we might need that for a movie. Do you ever do that?
3: Of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a hoarder on steroids when it comes to this stuff. You know, it's just, um, yeah, like a, I bought a 50 Dodge Pioneer, Paddy wagon, a 50 Dodge tool truck, which we've turned into a Craftsman tool truck that's going to SEMA this year. Wow! Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff. And speculation, all the four doors, I always buy up.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to, when we get off the air, I'm going to have to stay in touch with you because maybe I can weasel my way into selling you some cars or doing something for you. But anyway, (laughs) do you want to plug your website real quick and then uh, we'll have to say goodbye here. Um, Go ahead.
3: Yeah, it's picturecarwarehouse.com. Okay. And uh, I think we might have a uh, for sale uh, place. Uh, I'm not sure, but well, it looks uh, like a
0: classified section on here. There's enough cars.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost looks and like we, an of trader. And we can certainly build dr- uh, cars for people we like. That's, really, that's part of our job. Is. Yeah, I, I can be selective on who I build
0: cars for. Well, that's super. That's good to know. Well, hey, I want to thank my special guest this evening, Ted Mosier, founder and president of Pitcher Car Warehouse. Be sure and check out their website. Hey, guys, if you guys missed any of our past shows, be sure to check out our website, Motorsports.com. Don't forget to check out our podcast. That's where all our last. Now we're up to 210 shows the last four and a half years, or four years plus. That's great. And don't forget, there's some car shows coming up tomorrow. I think it's Test and Tune at uh, Showtime Speedway. I guess it's showtime now. It used to be the old sunshine. Thursday night, we've got Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, Friday night, Biff Burger and Boston Market Car Shows. One in Pinellas Park, one in Palm Harbor. There's a lot of events going on. I want to see some of you guys at some of the car shows. Don't forget some of the music stuff going on. Be sure and check out our website events page, because I've got everything posted up there. In the meantime, I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and tell all your friends about nostalgic Freedom Cars, the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Take care, everybody.
1: but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can.
3: Downtown Dave.
1: I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker.
3: They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay.
1: WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.